Join me for a year in the Bible. It's less than five minutes. Every day I'll give you insights and encouragement. That's a year in the Bible, available now wherever you get your podcasts. For me, I'm a pastor, and I deal with real people, people just like you every day, people that have a hurt or they have something going on and they're trying to figure out how do I deal with this and I always know Jesus has the answer he has that next step for you let's open up the word today and see what God will say specifically to you Silent Night, you've probably heard that several times already this Christmas season. How would you like some silence inside your mind, though, some quiet in your head? That's what we're going to talk about today on Your Next Step. I'm Pastor Doug from the church next door. Pastor Doyle is with me as always. How do we quiet our mind, Pastor Doyle, and get out of this low-power mode? Well, I I think that that's a real real important... (laughs) Mm -hmm. I mean, I think a lot of us, we never stop the earbuds or the TV or the videos around us. I mean, to me, one of the most uh, crazy things today is these shorts, whether these short videos, whether it's on YouTube or Instagram or or somewhere, you can just, you you can turn around and you've wasted 30 minutes really quickly, maybe even hours. Yeah. They just send you more of them and, you know, um, they can take you down rabbit holes. I, the other day, I was watching some guy, you know, build some little cabin in the woods. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's only four foot by four. I'm like, why is he building a tiny cabin? I don't know. But, you know, and and you have to quiet your mind. And I think you have to shut those things off. And you have to choose to put on what the, what the Bible calls the garment of praise for a spirit of heaviness. And I think that that's really important. Well, Quiet Mind is a great gift for the Christmas season. We're going to try to unwrap that right now on Your Next Step. Part of the process, too, is if you'll learn to take what you're going through and write it down to journal. Yes. We've learned over the years that if you'll, this is why if you'll read the Word of God every day and write down what God is teaching you, you you get it out before Him. Uh, Another thing well, is talking. You know, you think about the cross, this beam is talking to God. You have to have that. But if someone tells you only prayer, that's not enough. You have to actually get it out. So we have the cross beam this way. You think about it, you're broken in community, right? You're also healed in community. And we have to, we have to share with a trusted, healthy person. We have to, if somebody had food poisoning, you wouldn't say, hold it in, hold it in. No, they have to get it out and you have to get it out and you have to get it out before the Lord. And you also have to get it out with one another. And so you need to talk it out and you need to be also that safe place for someone in your home to talk it out and to share, you know, silence is actually a form of neglect and it can be mental anguish. If you need to share with someone close to you and they do not let you talk it out, get it out. If you don't get to the root of the hurt and the hate, you bypass the possibility of forgiveness. And that's the same thing with your mental health. You have to get it out. It's poison if it's held inside of you. As a veterinarian, my father, we would get these calls and we would go out to, to a farm or a barn or, and, and we would arrive and, and, and many times, uh, not intentionally, they didn't realize that this animal had been wounded. 
And the first thing we would have to do is, is to wash that wound. And, and, and sometimes they were really in bad shape and, and, and we would just kind of have to soak it. You know what I'm saying? We would have to do a lot of work to get that wound cleaned up. And, and what we're trying to help you see is that it's not wrong for you to say, you know, I was wounded when I was a child. Someone spoke over me that something that has always made me feel negative about who I am. See, you, you, have to, you have to bring it before the Lord and say, God, I need you to, to cleanse me of this wrong, this wrong attitude, this, this misunderstanding about who I am. And, and can I tell you this? I've seen God heal amazing scars in the natural realm, but also in, in the physical and the, and the spiritual, okay? Here's something you might pick up with your kids or your friends. We say this a lot of the staff. We'll say, okay, umbrella of mercy. <laughs> I'm about to share something, and I just need your mercy right now because I need to get this out. And can we talk under kind of a covering of protection and safety and mercy? And you can also do that with God. You can say, God, I, got, I have to humble myself before you. I need your mercy because I, I'm trapped in my mind on this, this problem. And, and he, will, he will offer that to you. Yeah, Jennifer might say to me, Doyle, what do you think of this al- outfit? And I'll say, can I have the umbrella of mercy? <laughs> and, and, and I say that jokingly, but I want you to understand, you can't use the information that's shared under the umbrella of mercy against the person later. Okay? It, 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 the intention is, is that can we have an open, honest conversation? So let's take some time, okay, and you may want to make some notes here about the danger of negative self-talk or thought, okay? Self-talk or thought. Some of the lines that, that we have been told or that we have told ourselves go along the lines of, I'm not intelligent or I'm ugly. Or how about this one? I'm tired. Mm. I'm busy. I, I do not accept I'm tired. I, I, it's part of my, my problem, too, as I push on through. But my point is, is that sometimes we, we convince ourselves that we are tired when um, all the evidence is, is likewise. Sometimes we have this negative, um, how do I say this? I'm not like my family. That can go cut both ways, can't it? We use that as an excuse to say, well, I'm different from everybody else. And then other times we say, well, I'm just like my family. And that's our excuse of negativity. So if your family has a bad reputation, you, you use that as the reason why oh, you I'm can't. I'm just stubborn like my grandpa. Oh, man. <laughs> or something like that. You see what you know, I'm saying? Stubbornness is pride. And, and these, are, these are negative ideas that keep us in low power mode because we believe that, that we are held back. Listen, listen to what Jesus said. Can any one of you, by worrying, add a single hour to your life? So Jesus here is talking about worry as part of your thought life and that it doesn't gain any ground for you. And so if you're taking every thought captive, you want to take this thought and you want to evaluate, well, is this negative? Is this What's draining me right now? Is it true? Is this the way God looks at me? 
And, and then I give you, I offer this question. What am I really worried about? Mm-hmm. What, I'm re- what am I really worried about? And see, sometimes we're worried about things that we cannot change. I have this line, uh, I'm just not that powerful. Just can't it, fix some things, guys. There's some things that I just can't fix. And it's really helpful for me to know that I don't have that, uh, that power. There's now, a lot God of people may, you can't change to. Okay, and, and God has given me some authority, but I really have to submit to his, his will in an area at times. And I have to wait on his timing. Isn't God such a good, good father? He always wants us to be a steward and to think that he actually wants you to even steward your thought life and to steward your mind. But everything that comes through there needs to go through the filter of his word. Is this the case? And that he wants us to demolish and destroy those lies. We have to literally take authority. You know, it says in in James 4, 7, that we draw near to God and he draws near to us and we resist the devil and he will flee. And there's times where you have to say, that is simply not true. That is not the case. I, I know for me the past few years I've, I've quoted Psalm 117, I will not die, but I will live and declare the works of the Lord. And you know, Satan will lie to you. He will tell you the worst thing possible about yourself. And you have to tell him, uh-uh, uh-uh, that is not what God says. And you have to be that bold about it and that clear about it and get it out of your mouth in prayer. If, if, someone, if someone came into your house and they were sitting around your dining table. And during that, they began to speak uh, unkind things, negative things over your child. Would you not say, I believe it's time for you to go? You'd walk to the door, you'd open the door and say, this is, this is your exit. Well, why is it you allow those lies of Satan that say that you're unworthy you're no good, and, and you deserve this. Why would you allow those thoughts to stay in your home? I'm not a good mom. I'm not a good dad. You know, he's Satan is so mean. <laughs> He'll tell you anything he can to keep you down, to keep you depressed. And you have to get that word of God in you and rise up and say, mm-mm, mm-mm. One of the books that we've recommended that you read for years is Appointment in Jerusalem. It's the life story of Lydia Prince. She was one of our uh, mentors, okay? And there's a scene in her life where she's depressed. Uh, A boyfriend, a long time, the expected love of her life, uh, it comes to an end. And she makes a decision to worship the Lord, to dance with her broom, and she opens the door and she just sweeps depression out. And, and, and she was just trying to help herself get over the grief and the loss, okay? And see, when, when, the, when the Bible invites you and I to demolish a stronghold, to demolish something means to be completely rid of it, right? It no longer has its structural integrity. It no longer has its value, its authority, and its power. And so what we're saying is you have to decide that's a lie and you're leaving, okay? In Ephesians 4.29, 
Paul's telling us how to live. He says, do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building up according to their others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. So you and I, what we want to do is we're going to demolish, but then we're going to learn how to be a builder. We're going to be an investor, a verbal, positive investor in the people around us. Look for what people are doing well and, and encourage them. Say, I appreciate you. You are always so positive. Thank you so much for your kind words. That really meant a lot to me. I appreciate you. You seem to really value. What are your, what are your go-to ways of building others up? How are we going to quiet our mind once and for all? Well, I think that um, in the same way that you prepare a child for bed, okay? <laughs> all right? When, when, when you prepare a child for bed, you say, well, it's 7.30. We have about an hour before we're going to go to bed. Okay, so I want you to uh, go upstairs and get your bath. We're, we're, we're landing the plane. We're given all the signals, okay? This is your last chance for water. <laughs> There'll be no more water till morning, all right? You, and, and then, you know, get, get your little blanket and we're going to read a book. Why do we do that? Well, we take a child through a process to help them prepare their mind that I'm going to go to sleep, I'm going to rest, it's been a good day, we've had a good time, and tomorrow we're going to have another good time, okay? So in the same way, you live in a world that's constantly barraging you with negativity, with lies, and this enemy. And so you have to decide well, I'm going to go through a process to tell myself that's not true about me. I may live in this world, but this world is not my home. I'm just passing through, right? Some of you may know that old spiritual. Okay, so let's look at Isaiah 61, 1 to 3. The Lord has put his spirit in me because the Lord has appointed me to tell good news to the poor. He has sent me to comfort those whose hearts are broken, to tell the captives they are free, and to tell the prisoners they are released. He sent me to announce the time when the Lord will show his kindness, the time when our God will punish evil people. He has sent me to comfort all those who are sad and to help the sorrowing people of Jerusalem. I will give them a crown to replace their ashes and the oil of gladness to replace their sorrow and the clothes of praise to replace their spirit of sadness. And they will be called trees of goodness, trees planted by the Lord to show his greatness. That's such a beautiful passage. This is the passage that Jesus read in Nazareth. So Jesus comes home to Nazareth. He goes to the synagogue and they ask him to do the scripture reading. And he gets out the prophet Isaiah. And he reads these words right here. Now, why is that important? Because he's saying, I am the Messiah. He says to them, to this day, this has been fulfilled in your reading. So because of Jesus, you and I have received this good news, this anointing, this new life. 
So what Jesus says here, he says, replace the lies with the truth. Put on, put on your head this new crown that you have from him. He says, filter everything that goes through your mind for the good, the oil of gladness to replace their sorrow. So he says, filter everything with this anointing. And then finally, he says, turn on your praise. Put on a garment of praise. He says, put on a life that says, God, I thank you that the world I, I live in may be crazy, but I'm trusting you. God, I'm not going to let all this uh, draining my life set the standard for my life. He, he invites us to live a strong, fruitful life. I think one practical way that you could do that is to eliminate a ton of the screen time. Oh, when you look at a blue screen, uh, it actually wires your brain a certain way. And I was talking this week with Jordan Davis, uh, but he was looking at the blue screen all the day, you know, working on video editing and all this stuff. And it was actually affecting his eyes. And so he made a decision that he would take a hardbound Bible or book and go outside cut that time in half and physically read. And this this past week, I was actually talking to a doctor who had spent her time in mental health for teenagers. And I said, is it true that a physical book would be a break rather than a screen? And she said, it actually uses a different part of the brain to do that and to go outside and creation. She said, you can rewire your brain. She even went to, so far as to say doing a craft is something that is a different part of your brain. And you can refresh your actual physical brain by not looking at a screen so much, let alone the cleansing that we need to have from the Lord of our mind of all the things that we've looked at on that screen. And God can do that too. So think about it. How are you going to practice this? How would your life be different if you put on God's garments, what he has for you, okay? If, if every day you put on the spiritual armor of God or, or every day you said, you know what, I'm going to put down the screen time, I'm going to lift up my old paper Bible and let that, what, what, what would work for you to begin this process of building in some systems to rejuvenate you, to give yourself time to recharge? It's going to take some time to plug in. You're going to have to work at dealing with those negative thoughts, especially, especially ones that have old wounds that go back uh, years and years and years that you have to, you have to deal with them uh, and, and, and really uh, address that. I'm not an auditory learner, but my parents listen to the audio Bible every morning, and I've been amazed at what I'm picking up just listening to them listen. And if you are an auditory learner, that's a great way to put good things into your mind. And praise is that key. I had a friend, I have a friend, her son was having seizures every day and they put uh, Christian music on in their home 24 seven. And he was delivered from those seizures. As a result of that, they actually started a Christian radio station that has no commercials because they wanted it 24-7. But I, I think that that is a real secret, don't you? I think you have to, you have to that's why if, if you will, if you will uh, begin to say, okay, I'm going to do this as a step of faith and, and begin to practice something and put it into play and then keep adding to it as the Lord directs you, mm -hmm. you're going to see your, your power level come up. But, but the thinking is draining you. Don't let it drain you anymore. 
Don't let those thoughts have their way. Let's say a prayer together, and then uh, Jennifer and I are going to pray over you, okay? So if you would stand, and we're going to say this prayer together. It's in your notes, so if you're online right now, you can say it with us. We're going to put it on the screen, and, and let's just say this prayer together aloud, okay? Heavenly, Heavenly Father, Father, I thank, I thank you, you for my mind. mind. Fill my thoughts with your words of truth. I'm amazed by how you created me. I put away all my negative thinking habits and choose to look for the good. I will meditate on your good word. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. First Thessalonians 5, 23-24. May God himself... The God of peace, sanctify you through and through. May your whole spirit, soul, and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. The one who calls you is faithful, and he will do it. Yes. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Lord, I just pray right now in the name of Jesus that if there's anyone who is confused, in their mind, that you would bring clarity right now. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Lord. Lord, I pray for my brothers and sisters who were wounded verbally as a child, and they've carried that curse. Today, we break it in the name of Jesus. Those lies about who they are, we, we lay them here at the altar you became a curse that we would be free from the curse. I thank you that they are your child and loved by you and valuable. Lord, any doubts that have filled our minds about your goodness or about who you are and about your love for That's us, right. I, I just tell those doubts to go right now in Jesus' name. We tell the cloud of depression, of anxiety to go in Jesus' name. Lift, 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 Lord, Lord, may there be a lifting up, a lifting up, right. a lifting up. Lift us up, Lord. We, we, we need you, Father. We need you. Lift us up, Lord. God, we welcome your Holy Spirit, your spirit of holiness and life and, and, and freedom to come and fill that place. Lord, just cleanse our minds. We confess it. Mm -hmm. God, we have seen things we didn't want to see. We've watched stuff. Lord, we, we, we know it's just so hard. It's yes. every single day. God, we, we don't, we're just barraged by it. Yes, I pray Lord. that you would cleanse our minds right now um, just by the power of the blood of Jesus. Lord, all the images, yes, all the thoughts, all the um, memories, Lord, that are, are against your beautiful and perfect will. I just, we just ask your cleansing. May they be white as snow. Lord, what we're asking for is your mercy. Yes. We know, we know our responsibility, that we've been wrong. So have mercy on us today and begin to, to pour out your spirit of love and hope and life and, and, and deliver us, give us freedom in Christ Jesus. According to your word, in Jesus' name we pray. And Amen. we put on the helmet of salvation yes. and we welcome your loving, wonderful thoughts toward us. Lord, we welcome your goodness in our minds. In Jesus' name. This is Pastor Doyle Jackson for The Church Next Door. Reading the Bible is important. It's something that every Christian should do. It will transform your life. It'll help you grow spiritually. It is good for you. 
Join me for a year in the Bible. It's less than five minutes every day. We'll give you insights and we'll encourage you. So read the Bible with me and join me daily. That's a year in the Bible available now wherever you get your podcasts. Miss part of the show today and want to hear more? Well, you are invited to download and subscribe to Your Next Step on all major podcasting platforms. If you'll pray with me right now, I believe that God's going to move, that God's going to change some lives, that God is going to transform the world in which we live in. And so I invite you right now, let's just, let's do this together. Let's not waste any more time. Let's just bow our heads and go before God. You know, traveling's always fun, but I always pray before I travel. So today, let's pray for those that are traveling. Lord, we live in an unprecedented time. We live in a time where people can travel. God, we can get in our cars. We can we can get on planes and we can get on boats. And there is just an un, unbelievable number of places we can go. And so today we want to pray for the travelers. But Lord, we pray that we would not venture out into any journey without seeking you. But Lord, when we do, when we go on a journey and, and you're leading us in that, we pray that you would lead the journey, that you would guide the journey. So today, I, I think about the people that have to travel every day. They have to go long distances to work. They have to fly. They have to They have to catch ferries. And there's so many things. We're asking you to put your angels around them as they travel. But there's other people that are traveling for vacation. They're traveling for, for, for rest and, and for recreation. Lord, may they receive peace and joy in that. Protect them. Lord, we need your protection because sometimes we just we just travel and we don't think anything about it. We take it for granted. So today, we want to travel with you. In Deuteronomy, it says that as we go about, as we travel along, that we're to teach our children about your word, that we're to bind it on our hands and our hearts and in our heads, that we're going to hang on to it. And so, Lord, I pray today that while people travel, they will give you the glory that I pray that while people travel, they'll celebrate that we live in a remarkable time, that you are good, and that in that we will not be grumpy or complain about traffic, we will not complain about lines, that we will be happy that we have the opportunity to travel. Light our path today. In Jesus' name, amen. You know, I know I know that that prayer was good and that you were a part of that. But I want to take you to the next step because that's what we're all about here, right? So would you go to yournextstepnow.com? That's our website. And give us your email address. And we're going to give you our ebook. It's a prayer guide. This month, it's free. Know that it's free. It's not going to cost you. You just have to give me your email address. And then you and I can become prayer partners for the ministry. I need you to pray with me and agree with me. Our world needs revival. We need you to become a prayer partner. This community needs you. So go to yournextstepnow.com, give us your email address, and get your free prayer guide ebook today. Your Next Step is a ministry of the church next door in Columbus, Ohio. Your prayers for us are always valued. But to financially support the ministry, visit thechurchnextdoor.org and click on Give. That's thechurchnextdoor.org and click on Give. Of course, we'll be glad to send you a gift of thanks in return. For more resources to guide and grow your faith, you can visit doylejackson.com. That's D-O-Y-L-E jackson.com. If you need prayer or have questions, text us at 
888-644-4034. That's 888-644-4034. Thanks for joining us, and we hope to see you next time for Your Next Step.